welcome to our podcast. It's called Think Big with Dan and Kasim. And our guest today is Reham. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do and where you live. Yeah, sure. So my name is Reham Larusa. Um, I live in upstate New York, right outside of Albany. Um, and as of November 2022, I became an entrepreneur slash business owner. And I um acquired small packages, which is, um, you know, we do curated gifts for a lot of corporate events um, and D2C sales. So we try to promote mostly BIPOC, women-owned and other minority-owned um, consumer package goods that go into each gift. That's really cool. So actually, you're one of our first guests that acquired a company. So I guess... What made you want to acquire a company as opposed to starting one from scratch? Like, what did that process look like for you? Um, it's kind of funny. So I didn't, I didn't even want to acquire a company. I actually had been with my last company for almost over nine years. And then, you know, it was just, I was saying on in the last interview I had done, I just, I wasn't happy doing what I was doing, but I was good. I was comfortable and um i work in a co-work community space and somebody just said hey this company is for sale you should buy it and i had been interviewing and interviewing like i think with like four different companies got to round six interview and um just got getting passed over or i was too expensive overqualified reorg whatever and then um so when she mentioned this company was for sale, I just kind of laughed. I was like, I, that's not me. I'm not acquiring a company, even though I'd always wanted to do something on my own. I just never knew what it was I wanted to do. Um, and I am actually a child of immigrants. And I, you know, so I decided to have a conversation with the previous owners of small packages. And the more I learned about how they tried to really uplift uh, minorities and women and other small owned companies, I really got to thinking how that really aligned with my values and what I want to also teach my daughters in life. So, you know, one conversation led to another to another. And the next thing I know, um, I acquired the company. Wow, that's amazing. So I guess, what was your career like before? What did you do before you got into entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I, for about 17 years, worked in the soda and tile industry, um, really worked with a lot of other like retail stores and fast food chains. And I worked with their design teams and their logistic teams and their operations and planning teams. So we did really all their, the floors, walls, storefronts, things like that, um, for like Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret, Tim Hortons, Coach, you know, a lot of, a lot of big names. Um, I know, and I enjoyed it for a time, but after a while, it was kind of like, all right, I've been doing this for a long time. Like what's, what's next? No, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, also like, uh, my background is also like, you know, supply chain. So I'm definitely very knowledgeable about that space. So, I mean, I guess for you, when you bought the company, did the previous owners, like, have they been helping you out? Or like, what did that transition, like that process look like? I always say I was very lucky. The um, previous owners were amazing. They helped with the transition. You know, we, we had it laid out that, you know, I had a couple hours a week where they would answer any questions and, you know, kind of hold my hand to make sure like everything went smoothly. Um, and as they moved on to their next venture. Um, so, yeah, like I had, I think, like six weeks with them to help move the company over from their ownership to my own. Yeah, that definitely helps a lot. So I guess 
as of right now, you know, being a new business, owner, like, what is your number one priority for your business? Um, more sales, um, I, I think is the biggest priority. I always say like summer is kind of the slower time. So now is the time to kind of brainstorm and strategize how to get, um, you know, the planning process for the holiday season that, you know, you don't realize you have to plan for at June and July when it's not until December. So that's kind of our biggest focus right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sales is always really important, but I guess it's like, how are you going about, you know, getting more sales? Like, what is your strategy to reach more people between now and the holidays? Cause I think even in the summertime, you know, you know, Q3 people are starting to like think about holiday purchase. Like how are you reaching your potential customers? I really am trying to do more um, like LinkedIn to kind of talk about all the different kind of corporate gifting, um, doing a lot of corporate gifting blogs to help with like the SEO search, um, cold calling slash, I guess, really, it's cold emailing now. Um, a lot of potentials, <clears throat> going to a lot of networking events to to meet people that really you know, I'm more of an introvert. So it takes a lot of energy for me to go to all of these networking um, events. But, you know, that's kind of the way to do it. Um, yeah, so just kind of reaching out and then asking my own connections, like, hey, do you know anybody in this world that could help me with this or with an introduction here? Or what do you think about like this idea? You know, I think next I'm going to try and do um, can't remember what, you know, just kind of have like a bunch of realtors that I know and do like a you know, kind of like a think tank where it's like, you let me help you with your closing box for all of your, you know, when you do a commercial sales or real estate sales, you know, don't go running out and finding something. Let me help you have a standard box that you give to all of your clients when you close and I will have it ready for you to go. So it's kind of doing like think tanks like that about what should go in these potential boxes as well, or what their ideas are, um, things like that. Yeah, like I'm an introvert too. And actually, like for I always like uh, I, I think I told Cost like when we started our company, my first networking event, I wanted to like um, turn around and go home. Like this is not for me. But I'm like I'm already here. So uh, I guess as of the, you know, you mentioned like several different things like networking, LinkedIn, email. I guess so far, you know, what has been the uh, most effective strategy for you? Networking. Um, the thing that I hate doing the most is what has been working the most. It's funny. I was at an event last week and, you know, I knew a couple of people there, but, you know, trying to not like hold on to them and just kind of stay with them the whole time. So I went off by myself and I was like, oh, I'm not good at like just coming in. And I just saw another person and I guess like, you know, sarcasm or like just, you know, my like little social awkwardness comes in where I just go, oh, I'm so bad at networking. And she just kind of laughed and that kind of opened the door and I was like oh like just being me and saying something like ridiculous like that makes somebody else who feels the same way um and then you know through her then I met her husband who had other connections there and it was like something so ridiculous like that is what helped me open the door to you know other networks or other connections at the event cool so uh by the way I, I believe you have you must have faced a lot of challenges uh, while starting starting your business and uh you must be facing uh, even now you must be facing many problems but what were some of the biggest financial challenges you faced when you uh were starting your business biggest financial challenge um so when I purchased the business, it was at the very end of the holiday season, which, um, you know, is the biggest moneymaker. And I 
in all of my past careers was never in charge of finances or budgets. And um, so honestly, my biggest financial challenge was not realizing that that same amount of money wasn't going to constantly come in. And I had to come up with a, a, a forecast, you know, projections for the year and, you know, budget and say no to things that like I knew were good ideas and I knew would help, but just be like, I don't have the money to do this. Um, and because I was more of a newer entrepreneur, you know, there weren't really a lot of bank loans available to me unless I would to put my house up for collateral. And it was just one thing that my husband and I had said from the very beginning, um, like he was 100% supportive of me quitting my job and doing this, but putting our house up for collateral was just like one thing that we said that we couldn't do. So, you know, being a new business owner, not knowing and it sounds so ridiculous, um, but not knowing how to budget and uh, do projections was my biggest challenge, slowly but surely learning. Cool, cool. So uh, how, how technology helped your business in your career? Um, technology, let's see here. I mean, there are so many different automated systems that I had no idea existed. Um, so like, you know, like the, like our a, a new CRM system really helped a lot with like reaching out to, you know, tracking all of the cold calls, you know, or emails. I keep saying cold calling, but it's all really email. So it helped track all that and the potential sales, who was interested and not, um, you know, I'm learning about AI, um, which is, scary still to me because I don't truly understand it. But that's helped a lot with like me writing blogs because, you know, I'm not really a great writer. So it helps get like the creative juices flowing. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what other technology I've used besides, you know, um, I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anything else. Well, well, I guess in terms of like social media, like you mentioned LinkedIn, like I see oftentimes, you know, brands in your space are using Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like if you use those platforms, have they been successful for you? Yeah. So Instagram has been our biggest. So we use Instagram a lot. You know, we we're doing, I think, like three to four posts a week. Um, and that's kind of where we found the most success that and through like, you know, Google ads, you know, um, those two between the two of those have been the most successful. Um, so platforms for us so in terms of doing posts like just for audience like what posts have been the most like what types of posts like videos of your products are you talking or like pictures like where have you seen like the most traction in terms of instagram posts the most we've received you know the most um most engagement we've received are from videos of women talking about um, the female relationship, entrepreneurship, struggles, and just like supporting and uplifting each other. Um, I think that's really a big message that other women like to hear and see. Um, so those have been the most popular ones for us. But really, it's um, we've quickly learned that like just like a picture of a product just doesn't cut it anymore. Where I feel like maybe a couple years ago that was great, but now nobody cares about a picture of your product. They want to see a video. They want to see it in action, like, you know, using it, something like that. So in terms of your current customers, are they mostly like in New York or nationwide? Or I guess, where are you selling most of your products? It's really nationwide. Um, I, you know, I think our biggest clients are mostly actually in the Midwest. Um, and I think 70 plus percent are women who are like, you know, 35 to like 50 and i think that's because most of women in that you know eight like group are really busy um not saying that other people aren't busy 
but between managing careers and if they choose to be a mother, um, there are, you know, those schedules as well. Like I, I always say like, that's the hardest part. So one of the best things is you don't really, our gifts are very thoughtful, um, but you don't have to spend a lot of time scouring to find the perfect gift. And then we have a delay ship option. So people can say, oh, I have time now to plan these gifts and I don't want it to ship until August 15th. So um, I think that's, where most of our customers or consumers are coming from. So in terms of social media or just in general, like you mentioned the videos and I agree it's very important, but like what other trends are you seeing in the industry that have helped your brand reach more people? Friends, um, a lot of collaborations, um, trying to collaborate with other um, companies that, you know, align with our values and promote the same thing as us. Um, so we're really reaching out to a lot of different companies now to start those collaborations. We're working on like a world suicide prevention box that's coming up and working with other companies. And we actually have an author on board who, whose message, there's a book called, I'm so happy you're here. It's by Liz Climo. It's like my favorite book. My seven and 10 year old daughters love it too. It's, for everybody. And it's just kind of about like mental health and everything. So I think it's collaborating with other known brands that have the same values as you in some way and cross promoting that way. So all your business B2B or do you do some B2C also? Like, or like, um, what's the breakdown if you're doing both? It's 50-50. Um, we do a lot of um, B2C and a lot of B2B. Um, most of our B2B comes, like I said, around the holiday time because that's when everyone's doing their holiday gifts. So when it comes to B2C, are you mostly selling like, on your website or do you use Amazon? Like, like what, like what is the channel that where most people are buying your products? Um, everything is on our website. <clears throat> I've thought about going to Amazon, but that's just a beast that I am not ready to tackle. So um, maybe in a few years, but we're not there yet. Yeah. I always tell people like, if you can sell like on your website, it's way better because Amazon's fees are so high. It's like 30%. So if you can get people directly to your website, that yeah. is the way to go. So I guess in terms of, you, know, you mentioned your number one priority is sale, but I guess the next three to six months, like what else like, are you looking at? Like, what are your goals for your business between now and the holidays are obviously coming up? Like, What are some of your goals for your business? Um, I would really like to take the time to research more products and companies, you know, people who have amazing products, but would never um, have a way to bring them to the market or actually, you know, they don't have the budget for marketing. So I, I want to like find more companies that are starting out that have, you know, are minority owned, women owned. Um, like I said, like I'm a child of immigrants. So it's really important to me to help um, other minorities in this space. Um, you know, I, there's one product that I'm looking into. It's based in Nigeria and they use um, the Balbo plant. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but they, it's like something that they've had in their, you know, country for, I, you know, centuries and they find ways to use it nowadays. And, you know, I'd love to help bring a product like that to light. Like, you know, they have it in different like lotions and oils and you can, you know, a smoothie powder and, you know, people aren't going to find out about it because, well, I mean, it's just, you know, there's just so many, you know, superfoods and like lotions and everything on the market right now. So it's I kind of find trying to find those niche niche. I can't say that word. So you can feel free to edit that a little bit. Um, th those like products that really stand out that are different, but are special. Um, so that's kind of my prior, like my next priority. 
So in terms of selling products, do you look to sell them from your own shop or do you do drop shipping or like what's the breakdown in terms of like how you're selling your products currently? We don't do drop shipping. Um, everything is from our own shop right now. So have you thought about drop shipping or is that something that you've looked at at all or? Yeah. So I think it's a little different for us with the drop shipping because it comes in a gift box. So it would be a little hard to have products from different areas come in and be in on time to send out the gifts. So that, that would be the challenge there. Um, you know, we do it maybe on a very small scale. Our fulfillment center does work with a lot of other women owned companies. And, you know, from there, you know, I've been like pulling from their products that way. So you were talking about, you know, I guess like your niche is focusing on women-owned and minorities, but like, I guess industry-wide, you're pretty much working with every industry. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I, I would say that's correct. Um, and I, I would like to point out, we do have some non-women-owned, you know, some larger company brands on the website. You know, it's not only that, but it's, you know, I, I think we strive to have like around 85% be that as well. So in terms of industries, are there certain industries that you work more with or that you're targeting? Because I think woman-owned and uh, minority is broad. I mean, it can be any industry, right? So there's specific you know, industries that you feel like have been more of your like, ideal customer. Really? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have like quite the ideal customer. Um, I think, you know, I think it kind of the, the missions and values that we have really go along like every industry and what everyone's trying to do. We you know, we worked with um, large pharmaceutical companies down to like small um, business coaches. So it, it, we're really, we don't have one type of consumer in mind or industry that we try to target. We really, we just know that our values and missions and everything kind of align with what most larger scale companies are striving for now. That's cool. So I guess, you know, if we're going to talk in about one year, a couple years from now, like, where do you see your business going? It's like, what what is the goal for your brand in terms of scalability? You know, one goal I would love to do um, is a quarterly subscription box with like these unique products that we find from around the world. Um, but I don't want to launch anything like that until we have like quality products because I don't want to add to the waste of you know just getting things and throwing them in the garbage um so that's one thing um i would love to you know maybe have like a brick and mortar shop where people could come in and actually you know test the products themselves and then add them in so you know we just launched our marketplace so it's not just curated gifts you can also actually go and buy something on your own um like just for yourself like if you want like the, the hot sauce or you really like the lotion you can just go buy that lotion and not have to get a whole package so i would love to have a brick and mortar shop um but that's down the road so i think those are my two big goals and scalability that's cool so i guess just to wrap it up in terms of any advice you have for any young people or just people in general that are thinking about buying a business or being an entrepreneur like what advice do you have for somebody you know because you've been through this project you've bought the business you're doing this right now to be in your position one day? Um, I will say the time is never right. It's never going to be perfect. Uh, and if you're passionate about it, I, I always just say, just go ahead and leap because you can't fail if you tried, right? You don't want to live with regret. So I think trying it makes it worth it. I, I understand like the financial part of it is always scary, but um, it can start off as a side hustle, but just 
just do it. It's never going to be perfect, but just do it. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's like a very common trend we've heard from so many people is to just jump in and do it and not like overthink it. I think too many people are like waiting for like the right moment, but that's amazing. And that's really good advice. But thank you so much for your time. I really learned a lot and I'm really rooting for you. Hopefully in the next year or two, we can talk and your business will scale exponentially. So thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time too. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. All right. Bye guys. All right. Bye. bye.